A fascinating insight into the dialogue or the one-way conversation between Zimri ben Salu and Moshe Rabbeinu with regards to Moshe Rabbeinu's wife and Moshe Rabbeinu's marriage with a beautiful and powerful lesson with regards to um, our own lives and the connection with Yud-based Tammuz. At the end of our Sadra, with a story which goes as follows. Zimri ben Solo, as we're going to see in a moment, comes to challenge Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara says that there was a complaint that Moshe was allowing the Yidin to kill the worshippers of Baal Pa'or. But Zimri comes to challenge Moshe Rabbeinu. That's a, 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 the Pasuk says a, a man from amongst the Jewish people came and he came with his brothers and he brought this Midianist, this Midianite woman before Moshe. The Tzelech Chazal, Chazal and the Gemara and Sanhedrin tell us the story. And they say like this, As Zimri ben Solo the Midianist, Kazi Basur gebracht from Moshe Rabbeinu. Kazi Basur was a princess, a, a, a Midianite princess. And Zimri brings her before Moshe. And claims and asks and challenges. Is this woman permitted to me or forbidden to me? If you're going to say that she's not Jewish. And therefore I'm not allowed to marry her. Who allowed you to marry? Who permitted you to marry? His daughter would have been a Midianite woman. How could Moshe Rabbeinu marry a Midianite woman? At the moment, Moshe, it escaped him. Moshe forgot what the halacha is. Until Pinchas saw that what was going on, and remembered the halacha, that he learned from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Sinai, that someone who cohabits with a non-Jewish woman, zealots or uh, avengers, are allowed to take matters into their own hands. Which is, uh, which is, the Allah is that if it came before Bezdin, they wouldn't necessarily paskin, they wouldn't rule this way. But if it's in the, in the heat of the moment, and a person is a kanoi, a person is legitimately a zealot, he's allowed to take matters into his own hands. And that's what happened. Pinchas kills Zimri and Cosby together. And as we know from, from Parshas Pinchas, he Pinchas is rewarded for this bravery. But what's this So now the question is, what is the answer to Zimri's question? Why is Yis why is Yisrael's daughter allowed to marry Moshe Rabbeinu? Is Rashi Mazbir? Rashi in the Gemara over there explains in Sanhedrin, Moshe Kedem Matantera Nasa, Moshe got married before Matantera. When Teira was given they were all considered non-Jews up until the giving of the Teira. And when the Teira was given, they all joined uh, uh, under the obligation of mitzvahs. In other words, they converted in one way or another. Wait, in the Haaris, there's a lot of discussion about this, and we're going to stay in the Pnim. But uh, what exactly it means, was, was it a total gear, was it not a total gear? But regardless, the Yidin had to go through a process of entering under the wings of the Shekhinah. And Sipeira was with them. And therefore, by the time we get to this part of the story, Sipeira is a Giyayra, she's a convert. And she's allowed to marry Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe married Sipeira because before Matantera, all the Yidin were in the uh, were, were in the category of non-Jews. converted together with all of the Yidin. And therefore, she's permissible to, to, to she, Moshe is allowed to marry her. It's very simple. Is not move on, but because it is so simple, we're going to ask the question. Zimri was a nasi. He was a leader of a, of a family. He was a leader of a tribe, depending on the various opinions. He wasn't a simpleton. 
Why was he challenging that? How could you marry the daughter of Yisrael? not realize the simple distinction between before Matan and after Matan The before Matan they 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 were all non-Jews halachically speaking, and after Matan they were all Gaidim. And we could ask the question in the other direction as well. If for some reason you would say that this is not a sufficient reason, the fact that she was Nizgayer by Matantera is not good enough, even if you were to suggest it that way, is Nachal Shver. Then we have a question the other way. Why don't we find that anybody responded to Zimri on this specific challenge? Pinchas mentioned the halacha with regards to the act, the deed that Cosby was engaged, that Zimri was engaged in. He was engaged in an act of boyal aramis. He was cohabiting in front of everyone with a with, with, with a aramis a with a non-Jewish woman. And and therefore he mentioned Allah with regards to that, but no one answered Zimri's question: How Take could Maishrabenu marry uh, it's so either the question is how does Zimri not realize that there's no problem, and if there is some sort of problem, why doesn't no one address? Why doesn't anyone address it? So there are certain certain that want to suggest that that is exactly what Moshe forgot, even though it escaped Moshe. That before Matanter and Matanter is 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 very very different. That's what it means. This Alman and Moshe should have been a simple thing, and Moshe had a blank uh, was drawing a blank. But this the Rebbe says here is an insufficient explanation. You can't use that. Why? First of all. Rashi says clearly which halacha did he forget? The halacha that Abayil Kusis, that someone who cohabits with a Gentile woman, the Avengers could take uh, the zealots, can take matters into their own hands. As Blaze Dialacha, with this detail, what punishment is given to a Bayal Kusis or a Bayal Aramis, that is what was forgotten by Moshe Rabbeinu. That's problem number one. It's very difficult to say that something like this, Moshe should forget. If it's something, you know, it's a very unique Halacha, you could say, we know it was, it was a, in order for Pinchas to be able to take schar, it was actually ordained from Hashem. But to, 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 say, to say that he forgot a, 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 a not well-known halacha, fine. But something that's so basic to say that Moshe forgot is a very unrealistic thing. But in addition to these two things, number one, Rashi says that he forgot the halacha of Abel Kusis. Number two, it's hard to say that Moshe forgot such a basic thing. Is Eichnet Muvan? There's a much bigger question. How could Zimri even ask this question? Let's understand. Zimri was trying to challenge Moshe Rabbein. He was trying to embarrass him. He was trying to to uh, to to bring out something in Moshe. You you married a Midianis. So if he was to ask the question, how could you marry uh, Yisrael's daughter? He had to expect that Moshe is going to ask, answer, well, she was this guy. It's after Matan now. How could Zimri feel that he has this major challenge to, to Moshe Rabbeinu if the answer is so simple? Could he have expected? Could he have expected? Could he have relied upon the fact that Moshe would forget this? This whole concept, he didn't even know of this idea of Nisalma Mimenu. So therefore to say that 
that that nisalma mimenu is referring to the halacha uh, to, uh, uh, of the difference between before and after matanteira is very difficult in the flow of this story. So we back to our initial question: either either what was what was cause what was Zimri's question, or if Zimri does have a good question, why doesn't anybody answer his question? In Siv Beis, we're going to bring in a separate, a separate question that we have on the story. Their din is as a is The din is that a is is usher to be married to a kain. A kain is not allowed to marry a giyeris. Even a kain had yet. He's allowed to marry a grusha. He's allowed to marry not a grusha, an almana. Is 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 not allowed to marry a giyeris. Undas is an iser min it's not just something that uh, came later, but it's actually a Isra Midairaisa. Hagam the Gemara Lerentes up from a Pasuk in Yecheskel. Even though the Gemara learns this from a Pasuk in Yecheskel, it says that the Besuleis Mizera Yisrael from, from uh, the, uh, a Jewish lineage. So from this we learn that a Giyadis is also to a Kayan. Is das nor was also Yecheskel the Asmecha Akroin. So Taisa, so in that Gemara over there says that. It's not really from Yecheskel, because that would mean that it's not Midairaisa. It was really already Asrim and and but it wasn't so clear necessarily. So Yecheskel came and he created and he, and he, and he uh, made a pasuk for it, so that we could be we could see it explicitly in the pasuk in Yecheskel. But really, it's Asrim Midairaisa. Why? Truly, it is an One of the women, types of women, that a Kayan is not allowed to marry is a Zaina, a, a, a prostitute. And therefore, a Giyadis, the Fisha Ba Mina Aku Mashtufim Bizima, since a Giyadis comes from the other nations that are immersed in immorality, therefore they are in the halacha category of Zaina. And therefore, even though they are a Giyadis and they're a full fledged Jewess, Nevertheless, to a Kayin, they're not allowed to get married. So this is detail number one. Now let's bring in another, another detail that's going to lead us to our question. In the Gemara is the Aplukta Vegan Moshe Rabbeinu. There's an argument in the Gemara in Zvachim with regards to the status of Moshe Rabbeinu. Late ein day is Moshe Rabbeinu Kayin Gadol. One day it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Kayin Gadol. While Le Pasca Kuhuna Ela Mizara Ishal Moshe. The Pasik says... So the, this day holds that the kohona that was taken away from Moshe Rabbeinu because he didn't want to go take the Eden out of Mitzrayim, that started from the next generation. His children were Levim, but Moshe Rabbeinu was a Kayan, and, and at certain times a Kayan Gadol. The other day holds that Moshe only served as Kohen for the Shivas Yimei the seven days of dedication leading up to the Yom Hashmini Lamiluim, the the dedication of the Mishkan. Is Kasha? Now the question becomes: We have two two things over here, two issues. Number one, we know that a, that a Kohen is not allowed to marry a Giyadis. Number two, we know that Moshe Rabbeinu was a Kayan, either a part-time Kayan or a full-time Kayan. So now comes the question, how could Moshe marry the daughter of, of Yisrael if she's a Giyadis and Moshe is a Kayan? Now late, Manda Omar, according to the opinion that Moshe was only a Kayan for seven days, as Moshe is we might be able to squeeze in an answer and say that even for those seven days, he wasn't a full-fledged Kayan. He served as Kayan, but he not all the dinim of Kayan applied to him, and therefore he was allowed to be married to a Giyadis. So in that case, if he's not a real Kayan, how could he bring the Karbanus? Tasis over there explains that during these seven days, the Mishkan had a din of a Bama, a Bama meaning a Mizbeach that's outside of Yerushalayim, which a Bama, until, you, until the base of Mishkan was built, anybody could bring a carbon on a Bama. And therefore, Moshe served those days in a white cloak 
and not nicht mit die big dick kohne, weil ein big dick kohne bebama, because when you're serving in a bama, you don't wear big dick kohne. Und der Fahr ist euch basis, der Gier ist nicht gewinnen And therefore you could say that Moshe wasn't the real kohne, and he only served those seven days as if it was a bama, and therefore he was allowed to marry a Gieris. Ober, levad, zeis, was von Loshna Gemorra le niskahein Moisha Hulu, is mashmas, beschivis me amelum with a given a kain gomer. First of all, the word is le niskahein Moisha Moisha was a kain for seven days. It doesn't say le shimesh Moisha, or another word that would mean that he served. It says Moisha was a kain for seven days. So that seems to imply that Moshe was a full-fledged Kayin, at least for those seven days. So besides the fact that that is the implication from those words, it still remains a question. According to the opinion that Moshe for his entire life was a Kayin, how could Moshe Rabbeinu marry a Giyadis? So these are our questions. Number one, number one, what was Zimri's question? What was Zimri thinking? He should have known that there's no problem with Moshe marrying a Gieris. Moshe marrying a, a, a Midianis because she was actually a Gieris. Number two, why doesn't anyone answer Zimri's questions? And number three is our question, how could Moshe Rabbeinu marry Sipoidi a Zakayin? So in Sif Gimel and Dalid, he's going to suggest that these two questions are actually intertwined. And one will answer the other. And he's going to suggest that Zimri's question was, how could you, Moshe, who's a Kayin, marry a Giyadis? Zimri knew that if, if not for this din, Zimri wasn't asking that she was a, that she was a Gentile woman. He knew that she was Nizgayer. His question was, how could you marry her if you're a Kayin? And we're going to see if that works and how it works. Seemingly, we could suggest that these two questions, the question in Sif Aleph about what was Zimri asking, and the question in Sif Beis, how could Yisrael marry a Kayin? How could Yisrael, Moshe, who is a Kayin, marry a Giedas, are interconnected. Who allowed you? To marry the daughter of Yisrael, was not sorry. Zimri was not implying the forbi- the, 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 the the prohibition of marriage with a Gentile woman. Nor dem He was referring to the pro- prohibition of a Giyadis marrying a kain. So maybe that. So that's the suggestion that Yisrael is saying. Zimri is saying. I'm sorry. Zimri is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, how could you marry a, a, a Giyadis if you're a Kayan? Ah, you're going to say, how does it fit? Zimri is saying that I should be able to marry a Goita because, because he married a Giyadis. I mean, I, how does it flow? And the flow of Zimri's question, the connection between the fact that, that Moshe is married to a Giyadis and that uh, it's suggesting that a Midianist should be Asur. What's the connection now between Cosby Basur, who, who is a Gentile woman, and Bas Yisrael, who is a Jewish woman, just a convert? Is in them, is as follows. Because the whole reason why the Giyadis is prohibited is because she comes from people that are immersed in immorality and therefore she goes under the category of a zaina does hey in other words zimri is saying if this midyanis is prohibited to be married to me because she's a gentile woman then, then for the same reason she should not be allowed to be married to Moshe Rabbeinu even though she was Niskayer because she still has the same classification of she's coming from the same people and for the same reason that I can't marry Cosby Bastur, because she's an Aramis, she's an idol worshiper, not an idol worshiper, a Stufin Bezimas, someone that is immersed in immorality. Also, the Tsipeira uh, uh, should not be allowed to be married to Moshe, even after the Gators, because she's in the category of a Zaina, which is a Surah to Moshe Rabbein. So, seemingly, we have an answer. Now we understand the whole story. Uh, uh, Zimri comes and to taunt, to, to challenge Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, uh, can I be with this woman? 
And if you're going to say that I can be, which means that you're calling out the fact that she's not a Yid and where she comes from, you have the same issue. You are married to a woman that is usher to you because of her background. How could you be married to her? So the Rebbe is going to say now that this does not answer our questions properly. Because then we're going to come from the other direction. What's the answer? How Taki is Moshe Rabbeinu married to a Giyotis? And why didn't we give Zimri the answer? So if you're going to say that Zimri is challenging Moshe on the fact that he's a Koyin married to a Giyotis, the question becomes, how could he marry a Giyotis? And, and if there's an explanation, why don't we just give it to Zimri? So in Sif Dal, we're going to suggest two things. And ultimately, that will lead us to the, to the actual answer in Sif so we might be able to answer the question like this. Yisrael's taina was, how could the Koyen be married to a Giyotis? Now, in the Gemara in Shabbos, it says that there were three things that Moshe did on his own, uh, without Hashem telling him to do so, and the Abishter agreed with all of them. For example, one of them was that he added a day of preparation for Shavuos. That's the context that the Gemara is talking about over there. And another thing is, one of the three things is that he separated from his wife. Now you can't ask Moshe who allowed you to be married to a Basis, right? Technically, Moshe didn't say this, but he could have said, you're, you're asking why I'm married to a Basis, I'm not married to her. And the fact that he was separated, if he's still married, just separated, is not enough to remove the prohibition of a Koyim with a Giyotis. In the end of Parshas Baalaischa, where it speaks about Miriam's uh, complaint to Aaron that Moshe separated from his wife, this is where we're introduced to this idea. So Rashi says, there's two Rashis, one about the woman, and Rashi says, what about the woman? About the divorce from the woman. Because he took a Isha Kushis, uh, um, as Rashi explains over there, a very, very beautiful woman. In other words, because what was, what was Miriam's complaint? That he married the beautiful woman. The Rashi explains, the fact that he married her when he did, but now he divorced her. So we see that Rashi both times uses the words Gerushin, which is more than separation, more than Prisha. Not only did he separate himself from her, Prisha Bialma, which is merely a separation, but they still remain married, they're saying Gerushin. Moshe divorced her. So the answer to the Zimri's question is, I'm not married to her. You want to know how I can be married to a Bas Koyen, to a Bas Midian? I'm not married to her. Then in that case, why doesn't Moshe say that? Why doesn't Moshe say, listen, I'm not married. But nevertheless, we find that not only Moshe, but nobody answers this to Zimri. When he asks this question, who allowed you to marry Yisrael's daughter? It's explained in Chazal, Nobody knew about it. Moshe divorced, separated or divorced from his wife, and nobody knew about it. Miriam, who is the sister of Moshe Rabbeinu, family, she had no idea that Moshe had separated from his wife until, until the story of after Moshe Rabbeinu gave a nevuah to the, the, the 70 Zekenim, and then Eldad and Medad were going around and saying Nevoah. I feel bad for the wives of these people. Because if they become Nevim, if they become part of the world of prophecy, then they're going to get they're going to divorce their wives, like my husband divorced me. And Miriam is sitting there, she had no idea. And immediately she goes running to Aaron and she says, Did you know? Uh, why, why would you do this? etc. etc. As we know the story from Prashas Balaischa. So, no one else even knew that Moshe was, was not married. 
anymore. So therefore, no one's going to say, hey, hold it, he's not married. And Moshe himself didn't say anything. Why not? Since Moshe Rabbeinu did it on his own, Moshe felt he was doing an extra thing, something that is that might look a little arrogant. And if Hashem told him to do it, then it's a mitzvah of Hashem, then it's not a secret. But if he's doing it on his own, he felt that the, due to his humility, he felt that no one has to know about it. So nobody else, Moshe never told anyone because he felt it was, a, it was his own chumrah, his own stringency, not something that he has to go publicize. And therefore, for the same reason, he didn't want to answer this to Zimri because it was none of anybody's business. So now, so now we have a, another suggestion. So maybe Zimri's time was take. Why did Yisrael? Why did Moshe marry Agiyaris? And the answer to the question is he wasn't married to her anymore. And the reason why no one said anything was because Moshe Reno didn't want to say anything, and therefore nobody knew anything, and therefore, therefore no one said anything. However, this explanation is not does not hold ground. It's not sufficient. Vile. First of all, First of all, Rashi holds, and Rashi says this in the end of Parshas Balaischa, that when Yisrael, when when Eibister, when Hashem was talking to Miriam about the greatness of Moshe, he says, boy, I speak to him face to face. So Rashi says, I'm the one who told him to separate from his wife. So, when did he do that? When he said, after he said, everyone should go and you stay here with me. So everyone separated from their wives for three days before Matan Teira. So now after Matan Teira, everyone was able to return to their wives. But Hashem says to Moshe, you stay with me. Stay separated. And if it was a commandment from Hashem, then it's not considered uh, uh, arrogant or, or not humble to tell people. If I, anything that comes from Hashem is something that people uh, want to hear about. And when someone does what Hashem wants of them, then it's a nice thing. To, it's, an okay, it's an okay thing to tell people. So that's our first question. That the, the, the foundation of the answer was that since he didn't meet Daitoi on his own, therefore, he, no one knew about it. And since no one knew about it, therefore no one said anything. But if it was a tzivoy Hashem, then it would, it, we, we, we can expect that other people did know about it. And then the question becomes, why didn't Moshe say anything? Or why didn't other people say anything to Zimri? But in addition to that, we have another question. The Sibe from Prishas Moshe and Yisha Zokman, as is their father says, given a Novi. The Rashi brings that up from Sifri, as Siperat, Gezokt, Oil, and Shaysei, and Shalelu. The reason that, let's go back a second, the reason that Moshe separates from his wife, is because he was a Navi. As Rashi brings from the Sifri, that Sifri said, whoa, or I feel bad for the wives of these people. If they will become connected, involved with uh, prophecy, they're going to they're separate from their wives. So according to this, the issue here, why does Moshe Rabbeinu separate from his wife? Because he was a Navi. If, if Taka, Moshe is not allowed to be married to a Koyin, and that, to a Giyadis, and that is, that is the time of Zimri, and the answer is, he Taka wasn't married to her, then why does Moshe been wait until Hashem says, why does the Medrash, Implied that it's the issue is because in this kakim that the only reason that Moshe Rabbeinu separated from from Tzipira was because of the fact that he was a navi. If the real reason is because he was a kain and he was not to marry he was not to marry Agiyaris. In other words, the fact that we ignore this detail in all the other parts of the story implies that Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to be married to 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 uh, to the fact that he separated from her was for a different reason because he was a Navi and he wanted to be a holy person or he needed to be a holy person. Hashem told him to be a holy person. So, 
we now go back to our original question. It can't be that Moshe was not allowed to be married to, to Tzipoida as a coin to a Giyotis. So we now go back to our original question. What is Zimri's Taina? What is the answer to Zimri's Taina? And why Taki is Moshe Rabbeinu allowed to be married to, 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 to Tzipoida if he's a coin and she's a Giyotis? So in Sifhei, he's going to answer the question, but it's going to incorporate some of the details that we've established up until here, but it's going to uh, bring them all together to understand what the halacha is. There's beer in them. So here's the beer. A stating in Mishnah, was a Mishnah in Yevamis that says, Ires, Esa If a regular Kayin got engaged to an Almana, this is referring to the fact that he, he was Mekadasher. In other words, there's Kiddushin and there's Nisuin. Which uh, kiddushin is 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 the uh, today we call it engaged or uh, when we do the chasna it's the putting on of the ring it's it, it's making a kinyan to say that this is going to be my wife but they aren't yet married they aren't yet living in, together in the same house so here we have a a, a, a regular kayan that was me'ares he and got engaged he made a kinyan with an almona a kayan is allowed to marry an almona. A Kayin Gadol is not allowed to marry an Almona. But before he had a chance to finish the, the Nisuin, before to bring her into his home, so to speak, Nismanoli is Kayin Gadol. He was appointed as a Kayin Gadol. So the question is, do I say that because he already started and it was engaged to her, and engaged doesn't just mean uh, uh, the way engaged means today, it means an actually uh, a Kenyan, an a, a Kiddushin. So do we say that Kaski already did Kiddushin when she was muttered to him, he's allowed to be married. Or do we say that because he, he, he didn't do the Nisuin yet, so therefore he didn't actually uh, complete the marriage, so therefore now he's a, now he's a Kohen Gadol, he can't marry her. So the Mishnah says, Yichnois. He brings her into his house, he's allowed to finish the marriage because he started out in a permissible manner, therefore he's allowed to complete his marriage with this woman. The Gemara says, how do I know this? Because it says, in, it says, Yikachisha. As we bow the yikach isha, the edusin is given beheter, that because the yikach, which is the likuchin, the 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 edusin was permissible, meger lechatchila endikin the likichil kenesan the almana, so he's allowed to complete this transaction and bring this almana into his house. So we see from here that if someone started something beheter, even if later it would have become muaser. But once it was done, beheter, it's beheter. He says, "Akosu came, akal v'chemer, but it didn't be done." So we can how much more so does this apply in our case? Who need not the edison? The reich the nisuin and even beheter. When Moshe Rabbeinu married Tzipora, it was all even the nisuin was done properly. As ichnachdem, the Moshe is given a koyin. He's bas yisleim ugevam teresle. Chazi is given a giyeris. So now, even afterwards, even though later Moshe becomes a koyin gadol or a koyin, doesn't matter. Because when he married her, he was, she, he was allowed to be married to her. They're allowed to remain married. So that's the answer to the question. How could, Yis, how could Moshe be married to a Giyotis? Because when he married her, he wasn't a Kayin. So now you could answer, a, you could ask a question. One second. When did Moshe Rabbeinu marry her, Beheter? Before Matan Teirah. So since at that time they were still, uh, they had the status of non-Jews and therefore they couldn't have gotten married with a proper marriage according to Torah. So it must be that after they got, after they received the Torah and they became Yidin, they should have seemingly have to had, had to redo their Kiddushin, their, their, their Likuchin, their Eresin, and their Kiddushin, and their Nisuin. They should have to do everything over again. What he did before Matan Teira is insufficient because at that point there wasn't a it wasn't a halachic marriage because they weren't Yidden and the Teira wasn't given yet. And now that the Teira was given and now they are halachic uh, uh, a Yidden, now they have to have a halachic marriage. 
Is this nitkein kasha? This is not a question. For two reasons. Number one, the, the, the remarriage, the renewing of the vows, was certainly done immediately after Matan Moshe does not become a Kayin until almost a year later. This is when they, when they received the Torah of Sivan, and Moshe doesn't become a Kayin until the next Nisan, when, or, or, or the end of Adar. When when you have Shivis Mehmeluim, he's a filo even vet onnemen. As later day as Meisha Kol Yomov Kainoya has an kahuna zichon gave a take of a mountain tater. So if if you talk about the opinion that Meisha was a kain for seven days, it's not a question at all because the remarriage was immediately after mountain tater before Meisha became a kain. So she was a giyodas. He was a regular yid. They were both regular yid and they can get married no problem. Even if you go with the opinion that Moshe was a Kayan all of his life, so his Kuna began right after Matan Still not a question for a totally different reason. For the following reason. The Pasuk says a man from the house of Levi, referring to Amram, went and he took the daughter of Levi, which is referring to Yechavet. So the Gemara asks the question, why Vayikach? Should have said Vehechzir. They were married before. And they separated because of the Xavier of Pare. And then they decided to remarry. Vehechzir, as Bas Levi. Vayikach. Why does so the, so the Gemara, Darshan to Gemara, the Gemara answers, She'osolo maise likuchin. He performed with her the act of likuchin, the act of Kiddushin. He got engaged to her, Alpitoida. Vosto pshatn demis, what does it mean? As Amram atir mekadish kivem et likuchin for nachpatn teira. Amram married, or, or, or was Mekadesh, betrothed Yecheved with a halachic, a post-Matan halachic betrothal. And before we continue where this is going, a very beautiful explanation in the Rambam here in the, in the, in the, in the brackets. There the Rambam saying, says that how, how, the, how the mitzvahs began. There were six mitzvahs that were given to Adam Rishon. Then another mitzvah was given to Noyach, Eber, Menachai, and this became seven mitzvahs of the Noyach. And then there was the mitzvah of Bris that was given to um, Avram Avinu, plus Shachris. Then there was Yitzchak, then there was Yankiv, then there was, uh, then there was Shabbos and Mara. And then um, uh, he says that in Mitzrayim, Nitzdav Amram, Mitzvah Yisairis, that Mitzrayim, Amram was commanded with additional mitzvahs besides the ones that they already had. Some of the Neisei Kalim or the Mephoshim and the Rambam ask, The Kesef Mishnah, I think, asks this question, Where? Where do you see that Amram had more mitzvahs? But according to this, uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is the answer. It's actually brought um, um, in one of the uh, Mephoshim and the Rambam. He says, Nadas is the mitzvah of Kiddushin. He brings this Gemara from, from Saita that Saita from Saita that Yikach Ish mi Bas Levi Yikach Ish mi Bas Levi by Yelech Ish mi Bas Levi Yikach Bas Levi and he brings this Gemara also la Maisali Kuchin and he says this mitzvah of Kiddushin this mitzvah of marriage is what the Rambam is talking about that that, that Amram had the mitzvah of of of, of Kiddushin. So now we know that even before Matan Teira, the Yidin already had the mitzvah of Kiddushin. They knew how to perform a marriage even before they used to give the Teira. So therefore it was not necessary to do a new Kiddushin after Matan Teira. The, the, the previous marriage remained intact, remained valid, even after Matan Teira, when the feast is move on. As the Yikach Ishev Meishter Venus given Beheter, therefore Meishter Venus married Tzipayra. It was Beheter, Vibaldus given Far Matan Teira, and before Matan Teira, there was no issue of marrying a Midianis or a Giyadis. He did not have to remarry Tzipeda after Matan Teda, and therefore he was following, therefore later he becomes Taka Koyin, but by the time he becomes a Koyin, he's already married to Tzipeda legitimately, 
and therefore he's allowed to remain married to her. So this answers our question in Siv base. The question in Siv base was how was Moshe allowed to be married to Sipira if Moshe is a Koyin and Sipira is a Giyonis? And the answer is because when Moshe married her, he was allowed to marry her. And the Mishnah tells us that if a person married someone in a, in a permissible way, and even if later something changes, but once the marriage was done properly, it remains intact. And therefore, even after Matan Torah, when she became a Giyotis, and Moshe Rabbeinu became a Koyin, they're already married. And there's no need to redo the marriage because we are, uh, we are also using this limud of that Amram Asaba Likuchin, that the mitzvah of Kiddushin was given before Matan Torah. Now let's go back to Zimri. We're, now we're going to explain what was Yisra's, what was Zimri's challenge to Moshe Rabbeinu. Why did he ask the question, how could you marry Sipera? And number two, now we'll also understand why Moshe did not respond to Yisra's Taina, to Zimri's Taina. Zimri had not gehalten from der Yalfusa, from Teresh Valpeh, from Yikach Isha Hanal. And the Shittasi had Meshe Gimus Megara Zembas Yisrei. This whole heter is meyused on this Mishnah in Yevamis that says that because it says Yikach Isha, so if the if the Lekicha was what was proper, and even if later something changes, they're allowed to stay married. Zimri did not agree with that with, with that limud. He felt. That yes, that Moshe Rabbeinu now was a Kayan and she was now a Giyotis, he uh, uh, he had an obligation to divorce her. So this is what what Zimri comes and says: If I can't marry, if I can't marry this Arami, this Midyonis, how could you marry? How could you be married to a Giyotis? The Giyotis is the Chbamin Akum. And Akum was to Fezima. So if I can't marry this this Akum, why could you why could you be married to an Akum even after the Gatos? Even after the Gatos, because you're a Koyin. And ah, you're gonna say, Yikachisha. I don't agree with Yikachisha. You can't be married to someone once you become a Koyin and she's a Gyatus, you have to part ways. Now, why doesn't Moshe respond? Moshe could have said, Yikachisha. Moshe did you can't answer him, it's limit for Yikachisha. Moshe could not answer this. While the din is as a Talmud Chacham was his mere halacha and his anegiyah bedavar is a nidbag leiv to shas ma'isas azagin kach kibalti. So the din is that a Talmud Chacham that is that is teaching a halacha, if he is a anegiyah bedavar, if the halacha that is ruling will affect his personal life, then he is not believed to say kach kibalti. This is what I received from my rebbe or from the Eibster. And, and this is relevant to Moshe. The whole challenge was the fact that Moshe was married to a Giyotis. So therefore, Moshe couldn't say anything. In order 62, he says, why didn't anyone else say anything? So he, 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 uh, he answers that it's possible that Moshe hadn't yet taught this to all the other Yidin. So the other Yidin didn't either know the, uh, the Limud of Yikachisha. Or you could say Nisalma Menu Halacha applies to this as well. That the Yidin, uh, I didn't know the Halacha, of this Halacha, they, they were taught it, but they forgot it. But so therefore, uh, now we, we, before we get to the end of the Sif, there's a brackets over here, very Gishmak, brings in a side uh, uh, a parenthetical. Idea. We see a similar thing where Moshe doesn't doesn't answer the question fully. But Machlekes of Kedach. Is there anything with false tainus and shilas vegemazuzah? In addition to his challenge to the Kahuna of Aaron, he also came with other uh, uh, questions and claims. Buy a shul malisvar a mouse chayiv mezuzah. A house, a room that is full of sifrei Torah. Is it chayiv with to have a mezuzah on the door? When techelas or a question with regards to techelas. If the talus, the entire fabric of the talus, is made out of tchelas wool, doesn't have to have tzitzis on the corners. We do not find that Moshe answers 
the questions. In other words, we, he says that, yeah, that you need to have a mezuzah. He says that you need to, you need to have tzitzis. He answers yes. But he doesn't go into the reason why, he doesn't elaborate why. And he only goes on and tells them that the Abister is going to create a or created a, a hole in the ground which can swallow them up. When the Azbaris canal, Moshe was Negeabadavar. First of all, he was Aaron's brother, and Aaron's Aaron's Kahuna was being challenged. Also, really, his 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 uh, godless, his greatness was also being challenged. When the Farvot Asaivin had given of them, so even if he would give the reason, the explanations, and the reasonings why uh, this, the mezuzah is chayiv, why the room is chayiv mezuzah, or the tit, or the talis is chayiv and tzitzis, he, he would not have been believed. So therefore, there was no reason for Meshach to go into it. And uh, based on the same concept over here, that a person who's a meir, a tamad chacham, who's meir halacha, he's teaching halacha. If he's in a gebedavar, he is not believed to say kach kibalti. So now we have the answer to all of our questions. Why was Yisrael allowed, why was Meshach allowed to marry Tzipera? Because Yikachisha, when he married her, with the, mar- the marriage was legitimate. What was Zimri's taina? Zimri's taina was how could you marry? A, how could you be married to a giyodas if you're a koyin? And the answer to the question is because of Yikachisha. But Zimri didn't hold of Yikachisha, or he didn't know of Yikachisha. And the reason Meshach doesn't say anything is because he was in a gebedavar. Now we have the lesson, very short and powerful lesson. Not always do we have to try to answer people's questions. Sometimes the whole goal of the question is to permit a, a, a non-Jewish woman. If his purpose is change my a person wants to know because he's for the sake of heaven for the right reasons, then even if he's a fool, you should answer him. Then But if he's coming to ask the question in Tater, with the goal of permitting something that the Tater prohibits, then the answer is do not answer the fool. In his foolishness, their veg to not say Achzan as Amen Nagid of Teder is Nitroch Meshakel Vatariya. Nor Mitat Take if us is on the Milam Mitam Vadas. The way to win over this type of uh, this type of opponent is not through debate, but through a firmness that supersedes logic. And similar as applies to every single individual. When the Melech Zokin Uchsil the Yitzharah Kum Mevalvel Zayin. When the Yitzhara, who is called the foolish, the old and foolish king, comes to confuse you. We should not try to debate with the Yitzhara. You have to right away act with firmness. Drag him into the, to the yeshiva. Learn with him. Do something. But don't get into an argument and in a debate with the Yitzhara. This is also Pinchas where he acted with zealotry, with zealousness. He didn't debate with Zimri. Because the din is, if you come to ask the question, you don't tell him to, to, to get to kill the, the perpetrator. He was avenging the covet of the Abishter. And he actually risked his life to kill Zimri. Because we know the Gemara says that if Zimri had killed him back, Zimri would be Potter because he was a Raidif. Pinchas was a Raidif. So Zimri could have tried to could have tried to kill Pinchas. And, and, and there was no way to defend him. So Pinchas was Mesa Nefesh. Why? Because he was he was Bikan Oyes Kinasi, he was being uh, a zealous for for the Abishter's COVID, and therefore there was no debate, there was no talking. He did what had to be done. And in Sivchas, he's gonna apply this to you based Tamus. The Chag most of the years, comes out uh, to be on the calendar in the week of Parshas Balak, as it does in this year that we're learning the Sikha together. This idea is connected to the Chag Also, the Anag of the Free the Kirebbe was in a manner of the Kanoi to. 
zealousness, nit cooking the kafti tainus from gewisse menschen, as in the talk of Chiyuv, zich tmeis and nefesh and a cold sadvashal, despite the claims of some of the people that there's no Torah obligation to risk your life for every step. That, you, that, that, we, that they were taking is by Balagula by Simcha Gevender by Kanoyas Kin Osi by the by, by the Balagula by the Friedrich Rebbe he was defending the covenant of the Abishter. We bow this as the Abishter says Ach Kin Osi how does it Nochanan may say Nefesh Gevender Peil of Avot Satayr of Ayados because he was doing something for the Abishter he therefore continuously risked his life in reality in actuality to spread Teira and Yiddishkeit. The Mitzvahs Nefesh Gevender by Kanoyas Kin Osi. There's two ways. Where you in the, uh, two types of mysterious nefesh. Umayhem, Aleph, the parsha seinu nit durchen nasi yader. In our parsha, the the, the mysterious nefesh was not implemented by the nasi. The nasi there's again Moshe. Moshe was the nasi. And because I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because, but together with the fact that it wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu, it was also in an eifin from Givura, It was in a in in, in a manner of severity. Was the fact that as Pinchas who Elio had gezogt. Then we find later on that Pinchas becomes Elio Anavi. And Elio Anavi says, I defended the Abishter. And he could not find the Schus for Yidin because since he was coming from a place of Gevura, there was no patience, there was no place, there was no kindness to see, to seek the, uh, the, the positivity uh, within the Yidin. So that's one orphan that was done not by the Nasi Adair and it was done through Gevura. Based by Bala Gulav Asimcha, or in the way that it was done by the Friedrich Rebbe, Bekan Oyes Kinasi the Nasi Adir Alein. It was the Nasi himself that did it. Ubemis Kemenzagan Azayik Pinchas is in the Sineskeach of them Bekanis Kinasi Yikumu Durchmeisha the Nasi Adir. The truth we could say before we go on to the Chesed part, the truth is we could say that also by Pinchas, even though he is the one who acted it out, but the the Koyach came from Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the Nasi Adir. Durch sein Zogin Kreino de Igrisa. What happens is, is that Pinchas says to Moshe Rabbeinu, didn't you teach us that So Moshe says to him, the reader of the letter, he's the one, he should be the agent to implement what it says. In other words, you're right, that's what, it, that's what the halacha is, now go and do it. With that he gave Pinchas the Koyach to fight, to avenge the covet of the Ebishter. And as we started, as we started by, by the Bala Gulova Simcha, he himself was the one who engaged in the Bekana Yaskinasi, and it wasn't an Eifel for Chasadim. By the Free Dekirebbe, it was in a manner of kindness, not Gvura. It's been related many times that uh, before the Rebbe Rashad passed away and he, got, he gave over the Nesiyos. To the Friedrich Rebbe, he, the Friedrich Rebbe asked that it should be it should be with kindness and with mercy. It should, it should go easy. It was a very difficult time in Russia at the time. It was right after or during the Bolshevik Revolution, the First World War, and it was times were very very difficult, and uh, and, and, and 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 communism had started. And the Friedrich Rebbe asked that it should be So we know, therefore, we must know that everything that the Friedrich Rebbe did was an infant of Chesed. They're uftu, and what's the what's the the difference if it's bechesed or begvura? They're uftu as eich an inyan from kanayas kinasi, ve'durch kefirt in an eifin from the teiv ayinu yevedach bechesed berachman. That even something of bechanayas kinasi avenging, uh, defending the covered, which sounds like a more harsh approach, when it's bechesed berachman, even the even the kanos is done in a manner of teiv ayinu yevedach, a good eye. Is the one who is blessed, and it's the Chesed of Rachman. May we merit that all of the Mesiris Nefesh of the Friedrich Rebbe, of the Rebbe, should end this Golos now, Chesed of Rachman.